0: From the Rose City in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon, home of bikes, books, bridges, beards, food carts, startups, and indie coffee. Grab your dog, snatch your hammer and beer, leave your umbrella at home. Welcome to the Tiny House Podcast.
1: It's the Tiny House Podcast. I'm Perry. This
0: is Michelle. (laughs) And this is Mark. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Stayed up all night getting ready for that one. (laughs) Michelle's not with us today. Sad as that may seem. Uh, So I've taken the liberty to write up some five and six level questions. (laughs) I was wondering. (laughs) Because we're going to miss them. Exactly. Where is Michelle today? She's at her new gig. Ah, yes. Her new job. She's got a new job. And uh, I think she's going to be here next week. Oh, is I think so. Is that... That's after the new year. Yeah. yeah. We're just kind of jostling our recording schedule around until she can make her bosses understand who's really in charge. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> then it'll be back to normal. So we're
1: going to be doing a show in the evening going forward. Exactly. And a show in the morning. Um So yeah, the usual banter is going to be somewhat clipped today.
0: Because Michelle kind of feeds that thing, doesn't she? She, she does. Yeah. But like I said, we can do some sixer questions and that kind of thing, That's too. That's true. We can do that stuff. Um <clears throat> So,
1: I woke up today with and got in the car to come out here and both of the license plates on our car were taken.
0: Really? Mhm. Wow.
1: At first I thought I only saw the back and I thought, well maybe I was when I drove home from Lowe's yesterday, the license plate just fell off because yeah. the screws got loose or something, but then I went to the front and they were totally gone. On two cars. Just on oh, Bridget's just on car. one car. Yeah, just on Weird. Bridget's car. Yeah.
0: So somewhere in town, someone's doing crimes with your license plates. <laughs> exactly. You might as well just get ready for the officers to show up uh, yeah, as it is. Yep. Yeah.
1: I'm already getting ready for them
0: to pull me over on my way to DMV today. Absolutely. Jeez, I don't even know what to say. Just I know, not right? Just sit in the car. But we, had, we were leaving work a week or so ago with Pam and, and one of the boys here. and um, So you know how about a month ago our youngest son's car got oh, hit in parking lot. I was garage. thinking
1: about that, actually.
0: And just, you, you saw a picture, right? It is demolished. Actually,
1: yes, I did. It yes. is, it is yes. inverted. It is <laughs>
0: concave, inverted, whichever. It's not popping out. It's popping in. And uh, <laughs> it's just destroyed. And so it's like, ah, people. And, of course, nobody left a note. And you would, of course. You know, usually in Portland, people would have, but things have changed. Anyway, <laughs> so we're, we're leaving a week ago from the building here. Uh-huh in the garage, in the van, and all of a sudden my wife's giving me shit. Like, did you hit something? I'm like, what, what do you mean? No. Somebody did, not as bad looking, but the same thing to the van to the door. Smashed it and left. Oh. I know. Portland has changed a lot. <laughs> yeah. I think I said something like fuck Californians. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure it wasn't them. It was just probably some, I don't know, some dumbass. I don't know who does that and doesn't leave a note, frankly. But I guess that makes me old school.
1: Yeah, that the other on the other podcast, one of the guests, she parks in a, per, a parking garage at her condo, and something someone did that to her to
0: her car too. Apparently, that must happen a lot. I guess, but yeah. man, people,
1: I know, right?
0: Stand up, take responsibility.
1: <laughs> Speaking of taking responsibility, <laughs> okay. I'm st- waiting for this st- one. Ex- Stephen yes. Harrell must have seen a business opportunity in helping people take responsibility for dispensing with their tiny house. Stephen Harrell, our guest today, is the owner of Tiny House Listings. And um, for those of you in the tiny house movement who aren't familiar with tiny house listings, tiny houses listings is kind of like, how would you describe it, Mark? It's kind of like the... Uh,
0: It's beyond the Airbnb because it's not just listings for rent, but it's also listings for sale, too.
1: Yeah, it's kind of Airbnb meets Craigslist. It works
0: for me. Does that work for you, Stephen?
2: I'd say more like Zillow.
1: Ooh. Oh, that's better. Nice. Yeah, it does actually look a lot more like Zillow uh-huh. than it does um, Craigslist.
2: Yeah, that's my elevator pitch. It's the tiny house Zillow.
0: Awesome. Nice. And Steven, do you go by Steven or Steve?
2: Steven, please. Yeah, Steve sounds a little too like Bob. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> a little too what? Like Bob.
2: The more you make people say your name, like the longer it is, the more they respect you. You know
0: what I mean? Okay. Well, you can call Not me like, Perry Lynn. Perry <laughs> <laughs> Pay, <pear. laughs> then again, Steve is a shorter version of Steven and this is the tiny house show. So, I mean, you know, it's uh, smaller and <laughs> fan f- are just going to be.
2: Uh, thanks you guys for having me. I appreciate
1: it. Oh, yeah. You're, oh, he changed the subject. He did. You're welcome. Um, so, Steven. Steve, <laughs> Steven, <laughs> how long has has tiny house listing listings been around?
2: 2010. I started in 2010.
1: Mm. And um, how did you come up with the idea?
2: Um, I mean, like, I've always owned businesses. So if you see like a need, you know, you just try to fill it. And I guess that's business 101. So kind of like, back in the day, when I first started, there was like, if you ever if you were to hear a tiny house being built, it was like a big deal, because there were so few being built. So, you know, like, I would get a listing, like one listing per month or something, you know, (laughs) Wow, (laughs) you know what I mean? And so but I kind of like, it's almost kind of like when they build railroad tracks before the railroad is. even. I'm in that area. It's the same thing. I kind of foresaw things you know taking off and hopefully uh, i would hope it would become what it is now today you know would be a pretty big high traffic website
1: has it become so. that for you
2: yeah 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 between that and my tiny house i own tinyhouseswoon.com as well so oh, those two
0: do really well
1: that is my favorite
0: oh. website for tiny oh house. thanks man it's
1: so beautiful
0: that is tiny house porn it, it totally it is, is. Yep, yeah yep, totally is
1: yep. so when did you can do you mind if we talk about both of these sites Sure. Because no. the other one's more interesting to me than this one. Oh, nice. But probably for Mark, <laughs> Tiny House Listings is probably more of a interesting. I really one. like your first album, but that, well, you know. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, you guys sound like groupies or something. <laughs> so when did you start Tiny House Swoon?
2: That was 2012. I was taking a nap one day, and I just like popped in my head, and I jumped up and worked for like two days straight and had, like without sleeping and just cranked it out.
1: Which so. one gets more uh, traffic?
2: tiny house listings by far i mean it's really? like probably three or four times more as far because i mean like there's so many different types of houses for sale you know like yurt for sale cabin for sale small house you know what i mean so it's like all these keywords are kind of floating out there and so it's bringing people to the site that weren't necessarily looking for tiny houses but somehow managed to make to find their way there hmm. you
1: know So I guess you should go ahead and describe kind of like the business purpose, not the business model, but the business purpose of tiny house listing, because it sounds like you advertise more than tiny houses on there.
2: Yeah, well, it's 500 square feet or smaller. I know some people have different definitions as far as like what is a square footage for a tiny house, but right from the get-go, I just said 500 or smaller. So anything that you can live in that's 500 square feet or smaller, you can posted for sale or for rent. And what's happened is originally it was people who had a tiny house and they decided that the lifestyle wasn't for them or they had some major life changes. And originally that was the scope was to, you know, kind of provide a service for them. But what's really happened is it's kind of created a marketplace for uh, people who are actually building tiny houses as well. So a lot of a lot of the tiny house builders out there, especially when they first start out, I try to help, you know, I work with them to get them. Off the ground in terms of like bringing traffic and visibility their way as well. You know? do,
1: you, do you get a lot of? Are there? Are, this is kind of like a softball question, but I don't mean it to be. Are there a lot of people coming to your site looking to buy a brand new tiny house or a tiny house on spec or something like that? Or build- for, the,
2: for the most part, people are coming to the site to try to find a really good deal. You know, okay. so I don't think they really care. You know, if it's built professionally or if it was built in the past. You know, for the most part, you know people. I mean, you have to, I'm sure you guys agree, the whole reason to buy tiny houses is to save lots of money, you know? So, um, yeah, yeah. That, I don't know. That's, I'm not for sure exactly, to be honest with you, but,
0: hmm. yeah. Interesting. Can, can you, uh, it, just because we don't talk to a lot of people that are entrepreneur entrepreneurs. Yeah, exactly. Can you walk through the business model a little bit? I see there are display ads, but are there other, uh, like, listing fees? other, other... Like the revenue model? Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, so if you're a... Um, a builder you can pay a small monthly fee to have an ad on the site and also there's a section called the tiny house builders directory so um yeah yeah, you can pay a small fee to be on that as well so between that and ad revenue that's the i used to have paid listings where like if you're a builder you could pay a fee to list on the site but i kind of got rid of that because um it was preventing some of them listing to the site some builders uh the, the initial fee so yeah it's a it's it's a free site to use.
1: Do you do you have other businesses outside of Swoon and listings that you do?
2: Yeah, I have another website called smallhomelistings.com and that's five hundred square feet to a thousand.
1: Oh interesting. When did you start that?
2: That was like this summer and to be honest, it really hasn't taken off that well. And I think the reason is, you know, if you if you look at a five hundred square foot come to a thousand it's not quite as interesting it isn't quite as viral as right. a tiny house you know what i mean they're That's kind of way nice. more commonplace
0: it's not as niche yeah and i think the nicheness exactly. of tiny houses work
2: exactly but i mean there's a lot of people out there who are like i want to live in a tiny house so bad but i've got 12 kids and three dogs or whatever <laughs> you know?
1: that is north carolina <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: I mean, North Carolina, I don't know if you guys know this, you can be three months pregnant and seven months pregnant at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. And you're born with like three boobs, you know, so you can feed feed more.
1: (laughs) Are you from North Carolina, Stephen?
2: I am. from. I've lived all over, but I'm originally from North Carolina. Are
1: you really? What brought you back home?
2: Um the three boob situation no <laughs> He's no, talking no, about no, the no. guys my family lives here I, I lived in denver for quite a while you guys, i'm sure you guys have been to denver before
1: yeah. through oh, denver yeah,
0: through yeah. denver
1: yeah
2: beautiful city
1: but yeah.
2: it was time to come on back home man my roots were calling me
1: so so tell us a little bit about the roots aspect of your your background like um what is it about your life that led you into tiny houses how did you how did you get out of north carolina and you know tell describe that circuit
2: no, that's a really good. Yeah, that's um. So my brother was working out there at the time at IBM, IBM, uh, right outside of Boulder, and I. So I went out there to live with him for a while, and when I was there, I started up like a design business, and that did really well. Like you know, like um, web design, logo design, and a lot of it was for like Fortune five hundred companies. So mm-hmm. it, it did really well, and I was kind of living high on the hog, and that business went down. So there I was with like a really a penthouse, loft downtown, you know, with a mortgage but no money coming in. So I. I moved out of that and it foreclosed. So then when I moved back to North Carolina, I was trying to find out ways to uh, buy a house with bad credit. You know what I mean? Yep. And um, that's when I came across Tiny House Blog, my good friend Kent's website. I started looking at that in like 2008. I would like hit refresh every day, just waiting for a new house to be posted, you know? And uh, that's what really got me started in the whole Tiny House thing. Cause I was like, man, this is, you know, you can buy if you're smart for a couple of years and sell your stuff or, live well below your means you can like pay for a house you know to me that was like a really interesting concept it kind of just like hit me but hang on
1: hang on so so when you moved back from boulder to or not boulder denver to um back to north carolina did you know about tiny houses
2: that was like when i all at the same time because like i moved back to north carolina because i i like moved out of my really fancy loft you know because i couldn't afford it Mm -hmm. i'm so moved back home and uh when I first moved back here, I actually learned about tiny houses and then I came across a houseboat and I lived on well, that hang, for a while.
1: hang on a second. You're skipping over some of the details that I'm interested in. How did you learn about tiny houses?
2: tinyhouseblog.com
0: Can't.
1: But but were you just on the internet surfing at two in the morning and you stumbled across it? Or how did Yeah.
2: You know, it's <laughs> like, you, know, you go to YouTube or how to pay cash for a house, how to cheap houses, you know, okay. all
0: that stuff. Like, Not
2: live in a box. <laughs> <Not fun>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there's, there's, you gotta, I mean, you gotta think. A lot of people come into that Honey house movement for similar situations. Sure. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah.
0: So, interesting. You know, um, kind of <clears throat> tendentially, I guess. But if you look at uh, Tony Shea from Zappos, I mean, he lived in a huge place. He owned a building in Vegas um, after selling his first company. I didn't Lost know he owned it. everything. Yeah. Bought the building. His CFO said, "Just hold on to it," and he just ended up putting all the money from that building, moved out of it, and put it into Zappos. Wow! Um, wow! Um, Zappos has obviously done very well, sold to Amazon, and Tony um, now lives in a tiny house in a tiny house development, yeah. kind of that he built in Las Vegas. Yeah. Wow.
1: So, so Stephen, do so, you do you live in a tiny house?
0: My
2: house is 590 square feet, so I'm like 90 feet off. Just yeah. by, <laughs> by that much.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess I could convert that 90 square feet into like a storage room or a tobacco growing room. <laughs> tobacco growing <laughs> tobacco- Yeah. <laughs> don't don't want to grow those rednecks, huh? Right. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm actually looking. I want to sell this home and build myself a little small A-frame. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, like 350 square feet or something. But there's such waste of space, but I don't care. They look awesome.
1: They do look they awesome. They do look very yeah, cool. Yeah. Where where do you live like in the country or are you downtown someplace?
2: Right now this little house is on an island. Real small island that's um, right off the coast of uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. Have you guys? Heard, there's lots of Wilmingtons. Have you ever heard of Wilmington, North Carolina? No. Yeah, yeah it's so. a pretty big area. There's like 350,000 rednecks. I mean, people that live here. You know, <laughs> when so, you like,
1: when you say off the coast, are you real? Are you talking about the East Coast, like in the ocean island?
2: Yeah. Well, like, um, so are you familiar with the Outer Banks? Yes. Yeah. So there's like all of a on the East Coast. There's teeny tiny little islands, right. and Strips. Yeah, this is just south, well, quite a bit south of the Outer Banks, but there's little small islands all over the place and this is one of them.
1: Wow. So. Are you the only resident on your island?
2: No, no. I wish. Yeah. No, there's like there's like five thousand people that live on the island. So Wow, cool. Yeah. Cool. I I'm not I'm not making Zappos money, man. I can't afford my own island.
1: <laughs> well that was gonna be my next question is how yeah. how are these two or three websites performing for you revenue wise?
2: Um I mean I live comfortably, you know, my house is paid off and um Let's see. You know, I can go on vacations and stuff like that. But are you yeah,
1: does... are you single?
2: No, no. I actually have a wife and a little girl.
1: And what is she what is the what does the little girl do for a living? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. does your wife do for a living?
2: She's really cute. I thought about pimping her out like on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> on, like YouTube or whatever. So. But uh yeah, my wife she's a uh, stay at home mom. So
1: Oh, okay. You yeah. must be doing fairly well i'm yeah, in mean, I mean,
2: my little six by 12 office right here in my backyard now we built uh we built this my office that i work out of actually interesting story we built it in a workshop with my good friend uh deke from relax
1: oh, yeah, yeah have you guys a left podcast and right with
0: them? <laughs> yeah we've uh we've had him on a couple of <laughs> times and then we also had him live the on live show on, down, down at the, Jambo. the jamboree yeah. yeah your office is about as big as our podcast yeah. studio i think
2: Oh really? Okay. So, you, do you guys are you like in your back off, backyard
1: or? Oh no, we're downtown in Portland. Oh wow! Okay. It'd be
0: nice to be in a backyard. Somewhere. It would be, be nice, cool. but we couldn't see. Matt so Collins. you guys, <laughs>
1: <that's true.
2: laughs> you guys are renting out a six by twelve space in Portland.
0: We're well, actually it's a podcast studio inside of a fifteen thousand square foot co working space. That mark.
2: Owns. Oh, oh wow. Okay. I was gonna say, what's your rent like? Five or six thousand a month or something? Or.
0: No, <laughs> this. I sure Portland's pretty Portland. Portland, not San Francisco, exactly. but it's getting there, man. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah
2: too many weirdos flocking in. <laughs>
1: That's right, those three-titted bastards. <laughs> so you built, did you build your, your, uh, work, what do you call it, your office?
2: Yeah, we actually built it in a workshop because, you know, Deke and I, we've held three or four workshops together where each time, you know, we build something for myself. So, are, yeah, it are, works out pretty well. Are,
1: are you a builder?
2: No, 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 I don't, I mean, I can build stuff. Like, I have actual, I have a, tiny cabin type situation outside of Wilmington where I have four cabins out there and a few my dad and I built and then a few we just had a workshop with Deke like what three weeks ago 20 people came out and we built a tree house and a cabin which was really cool
1: wow so,
0: what was that thing that Michelle I'm that, talking about Mark now. yeah that was was that the same thing <laughs> yeah that was it because Mich- you met Michelle at the at Deke's event right uh
2: no I don't think she came oh. to this one oh,
0: where okay. where
1: was this one that you're talking about
2: Eastern North Carolina. is so outside of Wilmington. Yeah, it was
1: a different one. She was in Vermont. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, Vermont, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I think
2: she's going to the one in LA in February.
1: I think she is going someplace in February. Yes. I don't know if it's LA. But I it might remember. be. So, yeah. listeners, you should follow Michelle wherever she's going because she is the shit. She's the
2: shit net.
1: Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> so so you're not a builder, but you, build, you do build things with Deke from time to time. It sounds like you're good friends with everybody. Did you um. What, what happened, how did, so as you built these websites, how did you go about building this network of people that you know on a first name basis?
2: Well, definitely Kent, he was like right out of the gate, my mentor, because he's, if you, I think you, I'm sure you guys have done a podcast with him before, right? Oh, yeah. yes.
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: He's a very sharing guy. He uh, he wants to help everyone. He's a really, he's like, he's kind of, <laughs> Dick and I joke, he's kind of like the Yoda of the tiny mm-hmm. house. <laughs> help you i will (laughs) he's um so he he kind of took me under his wing and showed me some things as far as like how to monetize your site and all that and every workshop we ever have i always tell people it's like you could actually give kent credit for being kind of like the father of the tiny house movement the modern tiny house movement because you know jay shaper was around before him but actually kent actually put made it mainstream you know yeah (laughs) that makes sense
1: yeah
2: yeah because i mean like you know no one really knew what tiny houses were until he started blogging about it and people started coming to his side originally that's a good
1: point i mean jay was kind of doing his own thing and it wasn't until the mass
0: it's the internet that made it happen. exactly yeah yeah yeah
2: exactly yeah so i mean like you could give jay credit for the design mm-hmm. you know like downing it to the trailer and stuff or whatnot mm-hmm. but yeah going back yeah so i met with kent and kent was obviously very dialed in because everyone was coming to him you know for publicity for so then that's how i met deke and andrew odom and all the other guys who were kind of like around way back then you know ryan mitchell from the tiny life uh uh yeah all those guys yeah so i pretty much and now i'm in this situation kent's in where people come to me and say hey you know can i do a blog post on your site or, you know, she give me a shout out. And that's kind of how I get to meet so many people, which is really cool.
1: It <laughs> is really cool. How do you go about getting the beautiful pictures that you get for Tiny House Swoon?
2: Pete, well, people just send them to me because, I mean, it's kind of like I never intended for it to happen. But it's kind of like when people are building their tiny house, they're like, I want to be featured on Tiny House Swoon. You know what I mean?
1: But do they like, but
0: they're beautiful pictures. Do you give them like editorial yeah. outlines as far as kind of style and what they need to look like?
2: Sometimes I'm lucky because like people would just like send amazing photos, and sometimes it looked like they took it like on a 1999 you know Motorola photo.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah, you know, take some more photos and come back to me because I can't put that on my site, you know. Huh. But yeah, but but yeah, and you know, and then you got a lot of friends who have friends. A lot of people have friends that are like photographers or whatnot. So
1: I see. So people people have seen the evolution of swoon, and when they think about putting their tiny house on there, they already know, well, I got to have some pretty hot ass photos.
2: Which makes sense. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, let's say can I want up this other person. Exactly.
1: Know? Right. Right.
2: Yeah. Which is cool. It's created a good, a good environment.
1: Yeah. Whatever, so. Did swoon was swoon baked right out of the oven. I mean, when you woke up from that nap uh, <laughs> and you started cranking for two days, did you already know that it was going to be the format that it is today?
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Nothing, but nothing, but cause actually Another website that came out before mine, and I I took a lot of inspiration from them, was uh, cabinporn.com. Oh, yeah. That's
1: a beautiful one, too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they're quite as active as they used to be. But um, Hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, between that, and I'm like, man, I could have like the tiny house version of cabin porn, you know? Mm. But uh, yeah, man, on any given day, I'm setting on like 100 plus people to to feature. I just get more because I only do one per day. So I get more submissions then you know um nice. uh, i can do yeah so if there's ever a lull i can be like hey remember those photos you shared with me back in 2013 i finally I,
0: <laughs> ready to go finally,
2: yeah there you
1: go well this is interesting so relative i wanted to ask some questions on your perspective of the movement overall and so this the answer you just the, the information you just gave about swoon is really germane to that so are you seeing what, what are you seeing in terms of where the movement is going? Do you see it increasing? Do you see more people interested in it? Or do you see a tailing off or a flattening or what? whatever? I think,
2: okay, definitely, I think the tiny health movement is reaching kind of like a mature, uh, where it's, 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 it's matured, you know, So because there's such a base of people that know about it. It's almost like even when you go to the workshops, it's not quite as like new. People already know about it and they're not asking so many questions. They know they just want to do it um so i think what will happen was when the dust settles in a couple of years from now and like all these tiny house shows are off and they've saturated everything i think tiny houses would just be like a permanent housing solution you know what i mean so it's like i think i'm gonna build a house Do i want to go with a condo do i want to go to home do i want to go with a apartment do i want to go with a tiny house it's like a permanent category like an american or north american culture you know
1: how, how do you see that shaping up with like land use and planning and things like that do you see tiny house communities like we used to see back in the 30 or in the 50s when they built those um, houses kind of like the size of the one you're living in and they were like thousands of them in a complex shotgun shacks. Yeah, shotgun shacks yeah. and things like that
2: yeah i think so i mean that kind of all goes in hand, you know the land use and the the houses being built themselves but i think what has happened a lot of times like is for example like when price of gas goes down people like go buy a big ass suv right and then when it goes back up they're like man i need like you know i need a toyota corolla or something (laughs) so and the same thing is going to happen like as the economy goes up and down you you'll see a swing in in things as well but um you know because for i would say a very good portion of the people moving to tiny houses is purely financial you know um but right now yeah i see you know it's funny like back in 2012 13 i was like man how long can this, can this keep going? Yeah. You know, like, and, then, and here it is. There's like, I get emails all the time. They're like, Oh, we're in Australia. And we're about to start up a new tiny house TV show. Can you put us in contact with, you know, <laughs> so it's still going strong. So man, it's who knows what will happen. But, but overall answer I, I think tiny houses will be a permanent housing option, you know what I mean? Because it's, it's, it's saturated. So it's such a big pop, part of the population, you know what I mean?
0: Do do you think it? Do you see it morphing between like you're saying people are wanting to move into them now just to kind of save money, but this is almost in a way like gentrification. Do you see it moving in a way where oh. maybe people want to just move into them because they want less stuff, even if they have plenty of money to buy a four thousand square foot house?
2: Yeah, well, yeah. You know, you could probably take like a pie graph and like do like a percentage to see like okay, twenty percent financial, thirty percent this, and you know, then fifteen percent spill over for someone. So. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts you know it's funny if you go like on my website and other people you can look at the demographics of uh of the people that come to my site or other large scale tiny house sites and it's all over the place it's like a libertarian convention you know it's <laughs> like uh, yeah it's like wealthy people you know every uh you know racial group everything so it's all over the place but um have you ever like, been making a point and you forget what you're trying to say it's, while you're making the
1: point many times That's during the that, show yeah, often. Exactly.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's okay. me <laughs> It's okay. So the the it's interesting the so I'm building this this we call it here the tiny house uh, podcast the hound house and mm-hmm. I've I've moved my my work desk in there and so I'm working in it even though the interior siding's not complete the electricity hopefully will go up this weekend. Um, wow. but the space itself <clears throat> There is really and there's an accommodation one has to make living in that small of a space, I mean, like living in it right it, uh-huh. it's at first, it almost felt like a prison because it was so small, not that I've ever been in one but but <clears throat> like when I get up to to walk around, if I want to walk around, it's like walk from the kitchen to the front door to the kitchen to the front door like that and so it it does take a significant i think it takes a significant mental adjustment for people to consider living in a tiny house and so all all this is to say you said earlier that many people come to tiny house listings because they are trying to dispense with their tiny house because they didn't like it Mm. yeah
2: yeah well not just they didn't like it though. a lot of people say i'm moving overseas each person has a unique story i I got a job offer from overseas or i got triplets on the way or (laughs) you know, cause I went to North Carolina and I ended up getting pregnant.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I grew this third boob. <laughs> right, right, Yeah. No, I mean
2: like, you know, each person has a different story or, you know, there's some people genuinely just dove in head first with a tiny house idea. And then they're like, Whoa, this, this just is not for me, you know? But one thing I like to tell people, is like, okay, have you ever had a yard sale and you're like selling all the crap that you paid full price for? And you're getting like pennies on the dollar. <laughs> Remember that feeling, you know what I mean? Cause if, just then, you can tell yourself, "Never again! Am I wasting all that money? I'm going to live simply and quit buying shit." You know what I mean? Yeah, yes. I
1: totally get what you mean.
2: Yeah. So
1: there's a certain there's a certain amount of satisfaction that comes from living in that space, and we've talked to well, seventy at least people, Um and in those group in that group of of former guests, a lot of them have had this kind of a don't really like this word, but a spiritual experience in either the conversion that got them into a tiny house or the experience of being in a tiny house, and so, I mean, it, there's see, this is this is one of those experiences where I
0: don't remember the point I was making. I, I think <laughs> first of <laughs> yes. all, epiphany works too, but I think a lot of people have had yes. that epiphany, epiphany of that's it. I, I think my <laughs> stuff owns me rather than me owning my stuff, and I think a lot of people, which is why we've heard too, a lot of people are. Um, they want to experience living in a tiny house and maybe rent one for a day or a week or two, live in yeah. it, and see if it's something that they can do.
1: That yeah. do, you, do you get people coming to you, um, Stephen, and asking for that kind of experience if, if you know of a place where they can get that experience?
2: Yeah, I have a website, tinyhousevacations.com.
1: Did you mention that already? No. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm speechless because that was such perfect timing. It's like we planned it how many how long you can send the money to up the P.O. Box. <laughs> uh-huh. how long Thanks, has um, that up. how long yeah. has that site been up
2: uh since like 2013 i'm not active on that site very much anymore but i think there's a couple hundred out there a lot of, it's kind of like a middleman like where you can click it on it and it'll take you to like airbnb or it'll take you to vrbo it's not like you actually post oh, yeah. your yeah yeah it's kind of like a directory
1: like an aggregator so, like an aggregator yeah, yeah
2: yeah yeah so people can submit it and then, like you know, I approve it, and it'll go on the site or whatnot but that 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 site needs a lot of TLC and kind of let it go because I've been working on other stuff or whatnot but yeah,
1: um yeah. so so how many people are going to there? Do you know
2: on a daily basis,
1: yeah, or monthly
2: uh, monthly I don't know, maybe thousands, I'm not sure
1: okay because because um the the people who we've spoken with the builders that we've spoken with have said not all of them, but many of them have said, you know we're getting. Was it daily or weekly?
0: Like five or so a day, I think.
1: People saying, hey, I I really want to buy a tiny house, but I want to try it first. Is there a place where I can go and try this thing out?
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Well, there was one guy who was going to do it, and it said coming soon, tinystay.com. And so I waited because I didn't want to like step on his toes. And like it just kept saying coming soon for like a year. So I'm like, screw it. I'm going to put this site up, you know. Hmm. But uh, yeah, tinyhousevacations.com. So now that we're talking about it, I'm going to write that down and get to work on that. So, yeah.
1: There's a nice little prod for
0: you. <laughs> exactly. So so you're a startup guy and, and, and want to try different kinds of things. Do you have other startups or other ideas or things you've implemented that aren't tiny related?
2: No, but I really want to do that because it is kind of scary to thought of what if, you know, I make a living exclusively from tiny house stuff, you know, what is, what if it fell through you know no i do i have another youtube channel called cooking different where it's like i do crazy stuff like i did one where uh what was it oh i cooked a hot pocket inside of one of those metal potato chip bags uh
1: (laughs) i'm not familiar with the metal potato (laughs) chip (laughs) bag
2: well you know you open it up and it's metal
1: oh the foil foil. yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. how'd you cook it
2: you just pour hot water in there and then you like set it in the sun for like thirty minutes and like the hot pocket's like ready to eat, even when it was frozen. Wow.
1: <laughs> That's incredible.
2: Yeah. yeah, man. Yes. You had to get some good Portland herb to do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so so
1: you said you said I have another YouTube channel. You, what's your first YouTube channel?
2: Tiny House Listings. That one has done really well. I think there's like a hundred and 40,000 subscribers there.
0: So. Oh, I didn't know that tiny house Listening was on YouTube. So does that yeah, mean yeah. they make their own videos and then you share them? Is that how that works?
2: Yeah. It's kind of like um, me doing videos of like DIY stuff mm-hmm. combined with, uh, people who have a tiny house for sale or just want to kind of show it off like in a tiny house swoon fashion. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Very cool. Uh, yeah. yeah. Cause I mean like even like, Back in the day, when I first started, people had a, like a, a attention span to like long enough to read a good article. Mm-hmm. And then like now, people's attention spans are shorter. So then mm-hmm. with Spoon, it's like okay, I give you pictures and all that. Now people's attention spans are almost too short to look at pictures. Now you can like just spoon feed them a video.
1: You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's interesting that you went from uh, graphic design to this content creation situation, and you're like spread all over the platforms.
2: Yeah, man. Like I said, like when I first found out about tiny houses through Kent's website, it hit me so hard, you know, like like that's all I could think about forever. So it's like, man, I, I mean, like, I know it sounds like bullshit, but I really did want to, and I still do want to help people out, like trying to figure out un- unique solutions that really, really help people get people into tiny houses, you know what I mean? Like, real world, not just talk about it, not like actually do it. I think you mean?
1: are. I mean, what I, I imagine, I know that when I go to see, to tiny house swoon i'm going well to get the eye candy but i'm also going to get ideas and so yeah. when people are building their tiny houses <clears throat> or they're interested in doing a tiny house swoon is a great place to go and, and see what's out there
0: it's like an idea book
1: yeah it's like an yeah, idea, I mean, book. Yeah, like know, an
0: idea
2: yeah. book Yep. yeah yeah there's like 1300 homes that have been featured on there so far so
1: wow that doesn't seem like a lot to me really yeah yeah oh yeah one well you- that's right yeah.
2: But people say, like, there's not many people living in tiny houses out there. It just, it's so hard to get into them. I'm like, okay, well, I can show you where there's at least 1,300 people doing it, you know? Yeah. So, what, but,
1: did, what did they mean when they said it's so hard to get into them?
2: Well, you yeah. know, you got the zoning issues. Right. Um, then you also have the people who don't have enough money to pay up front because financing is still an issue for a lot of tiny house building companies or someone that wants to buy a used tiny house, like on tiny house listings. I mean, it's thirty or forty thousand or whatever. That's, I mean, that's for a lot of people. That's a lot of money to come by. Yeah, you know, so that's like a major roadblock as well. So,
1: interesting. Yeah. Next question. Yeah, sorry, I'm just (laughs) thinking about your your what you had just said, and at the same time looking at Tiny House Swoon, and both of those things are like just uh, pulled your mind. Yeah, just pulled my mind out of it. I was just tweaking the
0: soundboards. So,
1: (laughs) So, (laughs) so um. So this, this, this perspective you have on helping people, it's so interesting when I talk with entrepreneurs uh, and we, Mark and I were surrounded by them, the, Mm -hmm. um, there is like this really strong desire. There's a match that occurs between their strong desire to be of service, to value, provide value. And then this passion that they have that like compels them to do the thing that they're doing and there's nothing else they can actually do. They've got to do that thing. And it sounds yeah. like it sounds like you found your niche but it, but before when you're doing the graphics company did you feel that way about that or was it just a no, money measure were miserable. you miserable? Yeah
2: man yeah just, I knew it wasn't for me so I like when I came across this you know I, I was like I feel like I found seriously my like true purpose in life you it's, know what I mean
1: Yeah I do it, and it's interesting that the thing that you were doing—it reminds me of my my time. At, I spent my time it sounds like I was in prison. I spent um, yeah. seven years That's working at. <laughs> <laughs> I spent seven years working at Intel, and and it 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 your story it's it's interesting because the thing that was making you miserable provided you with a penthouse apartment. I presume you had a really nice car. You were washing money, and now this thing that you're passionate about has you living in and it's it, you're loving it. I can tell you're living in a 590 square foot house. You're mayor. Are you married or are you just habitating? Yeah. Okay, you're yeah. married, you've got a child, you've got this thing out in the backyard that you're talking to us from. It's like this total flop, and when the flop occurs, it's like the materialism, the material aspects of the thing you hate don't even matter anymore, right?
2: Absolutely, man. And I know when mean, you just made that point, it made me think of something I want to say. Um, there's a lot of people who have money and do really well but want to live in a tiny house. and. So, people will say these tiny houses are getting so expensive. God, they're 70, 80,000. Mm. And a lot of them are. But you know who those are for? Those are for the people who have done really well financially, but still want to live tiny, you know? So, it's almost like if you do you want to live in a Mercedes, I mean, do you want to drive a Mercedes? Do you want to drive a Toyota? Do you want to drive a Kia? You know what I mean? And I feel like the tiny house scene is kind of like that. You know what I mean? Like there's a solution for everyone. You know so what you, I
1: mean? Yeah. So you think that there are people out there who have the means, like more than the means to live a luxury lifestyle. And yet they have the desire to have more experiences than material things. Or maybe they've done the material things and now they're wanting to have more of a simple life, but they still have them financial success. And so they're willing to put down a hundred grand for a tiny house because it matches their eth- their aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And it also gives them the value
2: yeah i mean for the most part for the most part wealthy people still have to sweep their floors you know what i mean and scrub their windows
1: they don't know? hire so they like, don't hire people to do that
2: yeah <laughs> i guess i'm talking about like upper middle class not okay. like, yeah <laughs> I yeah not it. like like zappos type people <laughs> <laughs> i'm
1: pretty sure tony's not hiring someone to come into his tiny
0: house to clean. It. let's hope not I, yeah. come on tony
1: <laughs> okay. it's interesting i was so there was a there was a flap that i saw on facebook with um who is the founder of uh, the African American tiny house group?
0: Oh, um,
1: Jewel. Jewel. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you know? Uh-huh. Jewel, you know Jewel Pearson?
2: She put her uh, tiny house on tiny house swoon like a year back or so. Yeah. Okay. That's, nice. how, that's the only contact I've had with
1: her. Okay, we've had her on the show. a Couple, Couple of times, times. Yep. and um, there was a, f- a flap on. It wasn't a flap. She shared this conversation she had with another African American woman on face on her um, tiny house Facebook page. And this African American woman was going off on on um, on. Um, I won't call her Jewel, but that's not. It is Jewel. Jewel, Jewel. Pearson. Yeah, yeah, Jewel. They were they were going off on Jewel because Jewel. They, this person's perspective was Jewel was trying to convince the African commun- the African American com- community. That living in the in tiny houses was the play was was where to was the thing people should be doing. And this person was saying, basically, fuck that. We should be going for the bling. We should have the big houses. There's no reason why we should live in these tiny terrible boxes. That's for poor people, basically, <laughs> is what this person was saying. And she was like, don't be giving us this sales pitch to live in these little boxes. Don't <laughs> don't. What did she say? Don't compromise on your dreams. And it, so it's like. Well, that was Steve Harvey too, right? It, well, yeah, On the TV exactly. Show, basically, yes. say, what is yeah. this stuff? Yes, exactly. Do you have anything to say it's about that? Right,
2: yeah, Steve Harvey is what came to mind when you said that. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's like there's, there's. It's almost like a there is. There's this lag that occurs across cultures where, you know, the, the I call it the dominant culture, but I'm going to say it differently. The white culture has gotten to the point where it's beginning to look at ways that match passion with their lifestyle. And that yeah. that looks like what kind of like what you're doing, Stephen. But then these there are these other cultures following the white culture that have bought into, literally and figuratively, where the white culture used to be. And so they're still pursuing the, the among- aspirational
0: goals of things. Thank that you. Show that they're they have made it.
1: Yes, yes. As opposed. Yeah, that's a really good point. As opposed to matching their passions with their lifestyle, which is a much as you you could probably testify is a much more satisfactory way to live.
2: Yeah. it's almost like African Americans are like, damn it. Okay. You guys told me I need to go and make <laughs> yes. money and buy shit. Yeah. Now, Sam, you're like, not the
0: buy shit. shit. Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's so yeah. interesting to watch how that happens at the macro level of society.
2: Well, I will say like, you know, we've talked about this in a lot of the workshops, uh, Deacon, I've hosted or whatever, you know, there's always at least one or two African Americans and like, they're saying, African Americans really aren't representative in the tiny house movement in terms of because po- I'd say the African Americans population in America is like what 13 or 14 percent, probably. I, th- I think it's something like that. Well, 13 or 14 percent of the people who live in tiny houses are not African American, right? You know what I mean? So they're not representative. So it would be kind of interesting. I think what she's doing is awesome. It
1: know? is, it is awesome, and, and it's important. I think that there are some, um, you know, one of the, I mean, this, this whole thing that we just talked about, about commercialism, is one of the reasons why there aren't um, african American as many African-Americans building tiny houses. But the other reason is we don't have a lot of experience building things. We don't have the, and we definitely don't have the, someone else on the show, I think, talked about this, definitely don't have the the generation, the financial slash generational support that would enable right. Um, yeah. us to throw down fifty grand or even thirty grand to build one, let or even buy one. That
0: might have been Jewel too. I think.
1: I think it might have been. Yeah. 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 So it's really it's it's just interesting. This this whole tiny house phenomena is hitting on so many different aspects of so, society.
2: Yeah. Well, to I me, mean, like I mean, like if you consider, you know, you, you you throw tiny houses into the equation of the American dream. Damn, the American dream is like so achievable for so many more people, so much more quickly.
1: For yeah, if you for would sure.
2: take the tiny house
1: route, yeah, for
0: sure. <laughs> well, and I think this we've talked about this before, but I think that's why, like, um, they had the one TV episode where little John was having his tiny house built right. for him. And I <laughs> think have it, having a, a stage where it's a known fact that somebody has a certain level of celebrity and an assumption that's also then that a certain level of money but mm-hmm. they're making that option to do that on purpose. Which then takes the tiny house thing out of the poverty level and out of a solution for homelessness, et cetera, et cetera, and makes it something to do where people are then kind of living on their values and culture and things they want to do and doing, getting extra life experiences out of it than having to throw money at putting a new roof on a big house or that kind of thing.
1: Right. Yeah. And it's so so interesting. I'm going to take this right into from riches to rags. On the way in, when I drive to the, uh, or take the bus to the, or ride my bike. To the, to the studio.
0: That was, that I, was three right there. Exactly. <laughs> Not Demichette. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, um,
1: I passed by this, this open strip of land, and it's right along the, the road. And on, the other, on one side of the road is this huge railroad yard, and on the other side of the road is this land. And the, in this land, there have to be 50 or 80 homeless people living there. And they were all living in tents that was about eight months or maybe a year ago.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, there's like 15 tiny houses being built out there. Some of them yep. are even done. There's this one that's framed and it has this American flag hanging off it like it's this major construction project <laughs> and they're proud to be an American. <laughs> yeah. But my point is is that, you know, like you said, Stephen, there's, there's a level, a tiny house level for everybody. And B- Mark and I and Michelle, I think, are not, big fans of tiny houses as homelessness solutions. Um, But it's interesting that when you were saying, Stephen, that tiny houses makes the American dream of of, of, an ability for everyone, that includes homeless people because these these guys and gals are out there building their freaking tiny houses on on this piece of land. It's really amazing to see.
2: Yeah, that's cool that actually uh, Portland is allowing that.
0: Well,
1: Well, I don't know if they're allowing it or not.
0: Our current... um, Portland jurisdiction is kind of uh, taking a look the other way uh, attitude about it, yeah. and, and which has caused its own problems, frankly, yeah. in Portland. Um, we, we have a
1: very large homeless. Well, I don't know if it's very large, but they're visible. They're, visible. they're much
0: more visible now than before as yeah. far as you know, in some ways on sidewalks and other areas that you just didn't see a few years ago, yeah. and we'll see what the new mayor kind of makes happen with all that. Yeah.
2: Well, I'm sure once that type of activity reaches a certain threshold in terms of the number of people doing it, they're going to probably start to Buckle down a little bit
1: more. They did that in the summer. They cleared them out of the Springwater corridor. The people living in tents. But this place, I think, I think there's an a neighborhood association that owns that piece of land because there's a mm-hmm. garden down there too.
0: Yeah, this might be an Eli Spivak project because he's it, working in a it, homelessness project oh, for it could be. That, so this could be his yeah. thing. Orange splotch.
1: The orange splotch. <laughs> um. So cool. What? So what do you? What do you? Uh, what are your expectations going forward with all these properties, online properties that you have, and your passion for tiny houses?
2: I want to try to figure out ways to I can do what I'm doing like better. How um, would
1: how would that look?
2: Yeah, um, definitely. Like right now, the, my tiny house listings website is on version 2.0. I changed it about a year or so ago, and uh, and so I'm already kind of trying to find out. When you have a large scale site like mine, you have to. Oh my gosh, you guys, I'm sorry. That's okay. But, you know, when you guys, when you have a large scale site like mine, that's like a lot, so many moving parts. So, I want to do a version 3.0, but like the idea of doing it scares me.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> but I want, I want to um, figure out more ways to so where people, whatever it takes. Like I, I have a Basecamp. Do you guys ever use Basecamp?
1: We know what it is.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like right now, there's like a thousand twenty-four items in there. So I have to, <laughs> wow. for, as far as like ideas to try to make my site better. So that's kind of where I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing on a bigger increasingly larger scale to help more people live in a tiny house so
1: that's my goal nice and and you see you don't see any end to the tiny house movement in sight
2: no i'm sure you know when the dust settles there'll there'll probably be less people looking at it especially if uh this might be a curse word in there in portland but if trump makes the economy better (laughs) (laughs) you think so (laughs) See, I think he. Yeah. I mean, like, I think he's so different. I'm willing to give
1: him a try. Oh no, I'm. I'm thinking about the. So, this, your statement about Trump and the the possible diminishment of interest in tiny houses, it, it it dovetails with what you're saying about the main reason why people are going into tiny houses is for economics. And I'm, I wonder if the if that really is true, or it and and if that is, will then for sure we'll see a decrease in interest at if the economy improves. But I got a feeling that, um. People are doing this more than just for the economics. I mean, that's definitely part of the the calculus. But it's also there's a lifestyle situation here. There's a um what did what was that word you said instead of spiritual? Oh, aspiration. Um, asper- asper- no, that was Asperger's. It. No, that
0: wasn't it either. <laughs> Some <laughs> a spiritual. will have to yeah, do. Yeah.
1: There's the spiritual component. Um, there's a mobility component. I mean, there's a lot of reasons. I think why people. Are doing this and so
0: well that's the next level of what's happening right because yeah. it, it started from a economic necessity for a lot of people and now that there's 12 tv shows or whatever it is yeah. people are watching we're going i want that too and it's not from a point of lack of money it's from a point of the lifestyle that they at least envision it with yeah yeah
2: but you can't always give people too much credit like not i mean like in terms of like for example, my point before, like where people are, you know, they are going to buy a Ford F one fifty just because the price of gas went down fifty cents.
1: Right. No, you know that's I mean? a good point. Yeah, that's a good point.
2: So, but so if you're listening to this podcast, uh, keep keep your eyes on the prize. <laughs> well, <laughs>
1: what is that price? <laughs> it's the Ford F one fifty. No mortgage. No mortgage. <laughs> right. No yeah. mortgage. Exactly. Do
0: something else with that money. Exactly.
1: Steven, it's been great having you on the show. Really nice yeah, talking man, thank with you. Thank you
0: guys.
2: You guys are really good at this, man. So don't keep going, man. This is great.
1: Thank you so much. You. I was just thinking as we were talking how much I, I enjoy doing these shows. It's We just have a really It's a time. highlight. It is a real highlight week. of the week.
2: You guys need to put a couple ads on your website, make some extra money that way.
1: We need to do something. We need some money. Yeah. We're thinking about it.
0: We need some ads <laughs> in the podcast. I'm yeah. Talking to you, bare that, paint. That's what, yeah. That's what we're
1: talking about. That's where yeah. our revenue, where we want our revenue to come from.
0: So we'll go from that highlight and congratulations, listeners, into a review. Nice. And this, we'll, we'll read our, our a review, <laughs> Let's read one, one star review, which we've never done before. Yeah. Um, nice. And this came in February of oh, when we first year. started. So bad, bad, bad. well, uh, yeah, this year. So yeah, we were still early on, and this is from Ava's daddy. And the title is that the t- the name that, of the, the person, name? Ava's daddy. I know it's wow. yeah. And it starts with the headline to title, The Sound is Horrible. (laughs) I will will diligently pay attention to see if you're able to improve. But I can never hear you, especially your guests. Simply upload your audio to Audacity. Bump the volume by using Amplify Effect. If you need help, email me at blank blank, which is, you know, very nice nice, of Ava's daddy to do. And instead, we just bought a bunch of new equipment, which hopefully improved the sound somewhat. Well, you know, it's all about the human running the soundboard. So, <laughs> Thanks again for pointing you know, in my direction. I'm not trying to point at yeah. your direction
1: because sometimes I run it. But it's, yeah.
0: Well, we spent the first 40 weeks recording on a handheld device that cost us $50. That's right. Which and is a shout out to people to say, get shit done. Make, it happen. It, done, right? make we, it happen. Right. We didn't wait until we had the perfect equipment because we didn't right. want to or have the money to put into it. That's right. So we recorded on a very inexpensive device, and that's our first that's 20, true. 25 episodes.
1: Yeah, that's true. And it was pretty bad, but yep. we had a good time. So today.
2: you guys have like a grassroots story behind it. Oh, right? yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Well, Stephen, once again, great, great show. Thank you for being our guest. Um, Tiny House listeners, thank you for sticking with us, even through the bad sound and all the other fuck ups that we do on <laughs> each episode we really appreciate you being here and um next week we're going to be actually you know what we go on a po- oh actually no we don't have to apologize because we got shows in the can
0: we got shows in the can and, yep. and uh next week you'll be hearing um well it looks like you'll be hearing john Kirchham with united tiny house uh kernoan I can't read that. It's half, it like, it's spelled yeah. wrong anyway, so yeah, it doesn't probably. matter. Yeah. Oh, he, oh, okay. But he's the gentleman that put together the Tiny House Festival in Florida.
1: Yeah. I'd really like to get us um, the guy we missed last week.
0: Uh, oh yeah, House Atlanta. Atlanta. He's being well sometime in Jan- or June. Yeah, or June. Jesus Christ. Uh, January. Yeah. Happy New Year. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye everybody. See ya, be ya. Thank you for listening to Tiny House Podcast. To find us online, go to tinyhousepodcast.com, where you will also find our show notes, if we remember to put them there. Our logo was designed by the amazing Carolyn Main. Our website is hosted by the gang at Sightcast. Our theme music is by Oma Studio. Please go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating, or whatever. You tiny house-loving bastard. Tiny House Podcast is probably made in Portland, Oregon.